Welcome to Practice Dirty, a podcast that helps women of color explore their inner well-being. I'm your host, Michaela Rose. I'm a mindfulness facilitator, podcaster, writer, and cowgirl. I've come to learn that there's an inward journey that begins at 40. This process of discovery isn't linear, and the work we have to do can be downright dirty. I'm here to help you along the way. Hey everyone, welcome back. We're at episode two. Um, I'm going to start by saying that this episode is going to be a little long, a little intellectual, and a little hefty. But the rest get much easier and are really, really cool. But I had to start here because when I asked myself the question and then started doing the research on how did our relationships with food get so broken, it took me all the way back to the eight, to 1890. Yeah, it, it actually started all the way back there. So um, that's where we're going to start. So, you know, today I see more women taking their health into their own hands and making better and more informed decisions on what they put in their body and what they put in their minds. So when it comes to our food, we're eating better for the most part. I see women eating more vegetables. The research shows a lot more interest in live and fresh fruit and veg. Community-supported agriculture is becoming a thing. But at the same time, even though women are more interested in their health, the diet is still the leading cause of preventable things like obesity and heart disease and even death because people can die from these things. We understand the concept of food as medicine, but we're still predominantly eating crap. So let me ask you something. If we as women know that something as simple as eating better can help us live longer, reverse negative health issues, and keep us out of an early grave, why aren't we all shouting, all hail kale? The thing is, we're very disconnected from our food. We're even disconnected from our own bodies. Instead of figuring out what works for us as individuals, we're caught up in the latest fads. Microfasting, prolonged fasting, keto, low carb, no carb, no sugar. Lord, I mean, come on, it just gets overwhelming. And we're constantly looking for the easiest solution to an inherently complex set of issues. We buy into quick and often expensive fixes rather than doing research. Instead of putting the effort into building healthy habits and creating positive changes, even though they take time, we're looking for the next it thing to give us what we want right now. And as a result, our understanding of nutrition, of what it takes to feed our bodies and help it not just survive but thrive, is almost non-existent. To put it much more succinctly, our relationship with food is broken. The mental, the physical, and the physiological connections that make up our health have become inherently dysfunctional. So this leads me to ask, how did we get here? Well, we, you and I, we we got here for several reasons. And this is where I mentioned in the beginning, it's going to get a little intellectual, but please flow with me because this is so important. Well, first, let's start with our culture. Ladies, we've been groomed to self-objectify. For centuries, women have been thought of as objects and they've been treated like objects. Men have long objectified women and still certainly do. And because of this, we've internalized it and now have, quote unquote, learned to do it to ourselves. Instead of seeing ourselves as the beautiful, living, breathing beings we are, 
we often see ourselves as a thing that should be possessed. And yes, I'm thrown in air quotes there. And honestly, this has led us to hate our bodies. It's led us to hate ourselves, to hate the way we look. And this in turn has led us to develop anxiety, depression, eating disorders. You know, again, disconnecting from who we are as just living, breathing, beautiful beings. A large part of that cultural conditioning comes from our media. We're bombarded by images of this so-called ideal woman ad nauseum. When it comes to talking about this so-called skinny ideal, it's just simply something that's been hatefully created in Photoshop. And you know how I mentioned that reference early on that this dates back to the 1800s? Um, it does. And I, in my research, I found that there was a Presbyterian minister named Sylvester Graham that had, be- had begun advocating a plain abstinent diet as the key to health and morality. And um, around the 1860s, the Banting diet, which is this like protein heavy prototype for what is kind of today's Atkins, became wildly popular. By the 20s, the 1920s, weight loss drugs were introduced and dieting pretty much gained momentum, especially in Hollywood. And it has and it just took off. So Finn was in. Over time, a size 10 became an 8, um, which then became a 4, which then became a 0. We've been taught that thin, bony, rich, and often white, let's just face it, are what we should all aspire to be. And that's just simply not true. So if we look at this honestly, the narrow-minded stereotypes uh, have been perpetuated by media is part of just a larger systemic problem. This is where we, again, I'm just keep flowing with me, but this is, you know, namely capitalism. We live in a world that thrives on our insecurities. Companies offer solutions to deficiencies and problems that they've created that we, that they spend money on convincing us that we have. Over time, the media, fueled by capitalism, has led to the rise of healthism and diet culture. And with healthism, it's something you may not have heard of. It's, it's a less talked about trend, but it, it correlates to everything we're talking about. But it's the belief that we should prioritize our so-called optimal health above anything else, regardless of the environmental impact we may have and or the socioeconomic conditions that we face. And that's just simply not true. So there are a few other things. I go into more detail about this in the show notes, so please check those out. But because of these things, media, money, and elite health have pretty much broken our relationship with food. And so now we need to talk about how we get that back because what we think we need is very different than what true research and just intuition says. So the question becomes, how do we fix our relationship with food, our understanding of it? Well, in the next episode, I'm going to take you through some exercises that can kind of start that reconnection and get you thinking on the right track. So stay tuned, listen in, and uh, hopefully it will help. Thank you for listening to this episode of Practice Dirty. Please support this podcast by subscribing on iTunes or Spotify and leaving us a rating. If you're looking for the best self-guided mindfulness and discovery tools available for women over the age of 40, head over to MichaelaRose.com. I'll see you next time.